Warning, what you're about to hear may contain mature language, adult situations, and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. We used to have this thing we would do a lot called knee-jerk reactions, where at the beginning of a full episode, we'd be like, hey, did you see that trailer? What did you think? We haven't done it in a long time. We're going to be doing it today, mainly talking about the Predator Predator movie, which is called Prey. Maybe a couple other things. Let's talk about Rob Zombie's The Monsters. My favorite part of this is that you forgot that quietly... Uh, we've been continuing knee-jerk reactions without you over on the YouTube channel. Oh, I know that. Me and I'm my just buddy, the Rhino. The Rhino, <laughs> yes. like, we haven't I, done I, this in a long time. We retired I mean, we it have, since I wasn't involved. We haven't been doing it on the actual show. We've, you've been doing it on your little, like, fringe network <laughs> on the dark web, you know, with a bunch of incels clicking on to be like, here are your hot takes on... On, a, on the trailers. It's true. That's, it a totally, a, that's a totally different thing with some guy a, named the Rhino. An underground dark web show. Yeah. Well, uh, I got a little surprise for you because later on, we're actually going to have the Rhino jump in and give his opinion because he sits at the top of the food chain, seven feet tall, 500 pounds, made of indestructible animal hide, and we got to get his thoughts on Prey, the new Predator Wait, movie. Uh, Please, please say those uh, measurements again. Seven feet tall, 500 right. pounds, made okay. of indestructible animal hide. Have you ever seen a rhinoceros in person? Well, rhino is just a nickname. Well, I'm just, but you also described some physical <laughs> But his, ca- his, the description of an is actual accurate. rhinoceros. I'm just saying like a, a, a rhinoceros is much more than 500 pounds, is not seven feet tall. And yeah, their hide is pretty, pretty tough. I will give you that. So you're right. Let's talk about uh, Mr. Robert Zombie for a second. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Uh, yeah. So he's come, Mr. Robert Robert uh, P. Zombie. Uh, he's coming out with a new movie. It's going to be The Monsters. The Monsters, like old, the classic you know. sitcom starring a Frankenstein's monster as the patriarch of a suburban family. A uh, what is the the mother is a vamp some kind of vampire queen? I don't. No one really knows. That's the thing. It's like the grandpa is definitely a vampire. He's a vampire. So she is too. I would say. But I their mean, son, their son is They're... a werewolf. So what's going on? Is there? he? Yeah, is Eddie he? Munster. We never. We ne- he never turns into a werewolf on the show. I remember they made like that TV movie in the '90s where he turned into like a wolf boy. Wait, maybe I'm thinking. What's the other one? The, the Adams, Adams family? family? There's no werewolf They're, kid the, in the Adams family. No, yeah, I'm saying I, I don't think he never. I, I, I don't think he ever actually transformed. Maybe he's on the a series. vampire I remember. too. So everybody's a vampire except for I, Frankenstein. It, no, it's like uh, it's like dad's a uh, Frankenstein's monster. Grandpa like appears to be a vampire because he's got that like that Dracula cloak on. Everyone else is just kind of like generic, like ghoulish people. It's not. It's not really specifically clear. I don't know. Okay. I, there's no. You never see any blood sucking either. You, the only thing that gives away that he's a vampire. He might turn into a bat occasionally. Right. But little Eddie, he's just kind of like you know, like a little goon, you know. And then they have the daughter, who's the black sheep, who's the, just like the normal, normal girl, who has blonde hair and wears like cardigan sweaters. In the monsters. Yeah. Okay. Well, this so, is, yeah, this you, is the kind of content that needed to be re-examined and reignited and remade by someone with the vision and the creativity of Rob Zombie. So this is a kind of a funny thing because apparently this is a passion project of his and he's been wanting to get this done for a long time. Yeah, if you see his house, there's like an MTV Cribs or something like that. They walk through his house and it's just filled with vintage horror memorabilia, like Universal Monsters and the Monsters and things like that. Um, When I first heard about this project, I was like, oh, what is this going to be? The white trash monsters? Or is it going to stick with his other themes of dirt bags in the desert, rocking Confederate flags, and cutting up chickens? But it doesn't appear to be the case. It appears to be a pretty straightforward uh, remake. Yeah, this teaser is literally just a reshot version of part of the TV intro. It's yeah, it's the exact same thing. Like 
beat for beat. And it looks just a little bit shorter. Weird looking about it. And I don't know what it is. Is it Cherry Moon Zombie? Well, yeah, the all of the the actors are very poorly directed and like they're really like it's like they shot this for like Halloween at their house. They're like happy yeah, it, happy Halloween from the zombie family to you and yours or something. It like looks that. like the start of an SNL skit. Yeah. You know? Like one of the pre recorded skits, not the live ones. Right. Um and it's gonna take a weird veer off in in a, in a second. And then but, at the end, you get a cool kind of a cool twist, though, that uh, this is going to be in color. You know, which is funny, too, because it's like now in color, like the very first episode of the Munsters, I believe, was in color or like the very first couple. And then they switched to black and white because it was cheaper. So this isn't even the first time we've seen them in color, you know? Oh. Plus, there was those, all those TV movies where they were in color. So. I don't know guys what's the what's what's the big uh what's the big draw what's the big catch how are you mixing things up so far all i'm getting is more of the same yeah i feel like there is gonna be some kind of twist but maybe not maybe it'll be just be a straightforward sort of like hijinks maybe yeah. this is I- rob zombie like going into his relaxed period maybe he's done with the like the hillbilly like white trash wank fest I'm not into his movies, but I will say I'm at least very intrigued to see what how this turns out. In interviews, the way he comes off, he seems like a cool enough guy. But mm-hmm. then just his movies, like, I don't know, like, he just doesn't have the juice. I mean, there's lots of people who like his shit. And actually, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, like, as far removed as we are from when that came out, that movie is looking a lot better than it did, but pretty much everything following that. I don't know. I tried to rewatch so well. that not that long ago, and uh, it has a couple cool moments here and there, but I don't, I don't, no, I'm not into it. It really helps if uh, you turn off the audio. Like, if yeah, you can't I can see that. hear anyone say their lines, uh, right. it gets a lot better. You say he seems like a cool enough guy. I think that his possibly his biggest drawback as a, a filmmaker is one. You see this guy on TV talking. To, he clearly thinks he's really cool, you know. And anyone who thinks that they're really cool usually are not that cool and don't make things that are really cool. You know, it's like it's like the the middle aged dude who works at Guitar Center has. He's like, oh, you got to check out my County Crows cover cover band. We fucking rock. And that's kind of the vibe I get from him in the movies he makes. Is there a correlation between how shitty a director dresses and the quality of their movies? Like, does, do you think that the, the worse a director dresses, like, say, a, like a Guillermo del Toro, who just sort of mm-hmm. wears like ill-fitting. I would say, I mean, when you see when you say how worse how, how worse they direct like d- dress. I mean, there's there's two kinds of how dressing bad. There's like Guillermo del Toro is just like I'm just wearing sweats. I don't, I I don't have time for this. And then there's the other act, end of dressing bad where you dress like a uh, like a pirate, you know, and wear sunglasses and don't never take off your sunglasses and have a big like. Uh, big weird button uh, hat you know i think on that end of the spectrum if you dress in that in that way your movies are generally bad i think you have a better chance of making good movies um if you are the sweat suit type of guy but then there's also the middle you know where it's like look at all these directors who wear suits and uh you know, just like a nice button-up shirt or something, who make perfectly great movies. I think if you're so far into like that, like hyper stylized, like I'm a rock star, you know, vibe, you usually make douchey movies. Yeah, I guess George Miller kind of uh, blows that theory out of the water too, because he looks sick with his like oh, sunglasses yeah. and his leather jacket, a black T-shirt. I guess that was what I would say. If you have an overly affected style. You know, it usually bleeds through into the type of cinema you make. Cinema. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell Rob Zombie's up to, but uh, holy shit, uh, I'm I, I I can't look away. I'm I'm yeah. fascinated. 
uh, to see what what comes out the end on this one. So yeah, it's going to be. I'm really curious on the rating, you know, because if this is straightforward, it should just be like a PG movie. Yeah. But if it's an R-rated monsters movie, I'm like, what? And the, but this is also the trailer we got. Like, what are we supposed to? Ex- yeah. Uh, what is it, what is it going to be? What is he going to deliver us? Because they're not going to give him free reign with these characters in this property to just do his Rob right. Zombie shit. My my speculation would be that like the reason why he even got the job is that he was like like possibly proved to them that he's like no I'm like a despite what I've, other movies I made I'm just a huge fan of the show I want to make a true modern day version of it yeah so that's probably what we get How, whether it's good or not I'm, that's to be seen whether like if he by having some form of restraint from his in normal indulgences he actually is able to uh, uh, deliver something that's not annoying and not... Uh, how would you even describe like his movies? And like, There's a certain aspect of them that's... That... They embody the word gratuitous. Like He takes right. one idea or one gag and just runs it into the ground. Right, Like, yes. oh, a, an evil clown with a gun. Let me run that into the ground over the course of three movies. Right, or absolutely. Or the white trash aesthetic. Let me run that into the ground. Or right. uh, the classic rock soundtracks. Well, let me run that into the fuck Nazareth Love mm-hmm. Hurts in the Halloween remake. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out. That was just so shoehorned in there. It, it's it's like there's such a disconnect between between what he thinks is cool and what right. works. I mean, I think, yeah, bringing up the Halloween remake, there's actually some... I think pretty well, you know, the general opinion is that it's not great, right? I do think in that movie, there is some good stuff and some interesting ideas, like having it be a large portion of the movie be more from Dr. Loomis's perspective. I kind of like that, you know, and and it's a creative way to justify a remake. But then having this whole, like, once again, white trash uh, backstory of how Michael Myers came to be. Yeah, the the loner kid that tortures animals, the sort of classic yeah. kind of serial killer profile has like a meth dealing stepdad with a, you know, that type of and thing. A stripper and mom, all that stuff. It just like you said, just beat it into the ground to the point where it's like, okay, uh, let's move along. Let's move along. You know, every time he has a glimmer of something good, he he gets distracted by his uh, fetishness of stuff. Monsters, get it out of here. Next. Next. Any other hot takes before we get on to uh, Prey? Any other things you've seen? you seen uh, the new Nope trailer that just uh, dropped uh, today as of recording? Nope. Looks pretty good. Yeah, I was already sold on that. I didn't really need... You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, very curious. Like, I'm going to maintain my curiosity and not ruin it for myself. Sometimes I don't watch more trailers. Sometimes I do. And this one, I just couldn't help myself. I watched it. This isn't a trailer so much as just reacting to the first part of a new series. And it's a little nerdier than things we normally talk about. We normally don't get into Star Wars stuff. But oh hot take, Obi Wan Kenobi uh, is better than The Mandalorian thus far. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but are there any helmets? Oh, there's helmets. <laughs> There's, a, there's plenty there's plenty of helmets What's there's people wearing helmets there's people holding helmets it's the helmet to lightsaber ratio because that's what it is for every single star wars property that comes out is What's the helmet to lightsaber ratio and based yeah. on that you can determine whether it's cool or not well this is what i'll say about kenobi and just like and i'll say this about star wars in general i like star wars i grew up you know watching those movies those original movies i had star wars action figures Loved it. It is not some holy grail of, uh, of you know, of religious masterpiece for me. I do when a bad Star Wars movie come out comes out. I don't get angry. It doesn't ruin the previous Star Wars movies for me. It doesn't destroy my childhood. I don't care about any of that. There's good stuff. There's bad stuff. Just like everything else. Um, I will say that. To me, I enjoy I, I enjoy all this stuff. I will I look forward to when new stuff comes out. You know, I'll I'll wait to pass judgment before I see it. 
I like that with these series and stuff that we don't have to worry about the main stories and like the commitment to like the Skywalker, blah, blah, blah. I'm more interested in the little one-offs and what else happens in this world. And uh, thus far, I feel like Kenobi, I'm only three episodes in, is really delivering on all that. It's just a good space western. It's dark, but but exciting. The action's good. It's breezy. It's well-paced. It doesn't have so far. It hasn't had nearly as much fan service as uh, the other series that have come out. So I like that. There's not a bunch. There's, there haven't been a bunch of gratuitous cameos of other characters or just like aliens you've seen before for no reason. So I I feel like there's been like a mixed reaction to it for stupid reasons, like uh, mostly like racist, sexist reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, better than Mandalorian. Fuck off, nerds. I think it's my opinion that somehow this hit you at the right time because you're sort of really leaning into this fantasy life where you uh, live in a desert wearing a comfortable robe, just kind of, kind yes. of you know, wandering around, like doling out philosophy to people. Yeah. So I feel like it's yes, a little that- bit of wish fulfillment. That's the yes, you're right about you know that that fantasy aspect for me. However, that's not what Kenobi's doing in this. He's living in the desert, but he like works inside of a a meat like carcass. Like every day, he takes a like a, a space train out to the desert where he goes inside of a giant carcass and cuts up meat. That's his job. And I, let me tell you, I don't want to do that. Does he wear some kind of like a nose plug or like? I think he just uses the force to close his nose. He's not really great with the force right now. You know, he he, well, right. he hasn't used it. And if you don't use it, you lose it. Uh, there's an aspect of it uh, being like a how do I put this? Not like performance anxiety, but just kind of like he's so disillusioned and distraught over the past events that it's it's a uh, his powers are, have been lost. That's cool. Yes, he has to tap back into him. You don't need the force to live in a desert and do a repetitive job like that, you know? That's oh, cool. no. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Just, I like it. It's great. Good. Have fun on Disney Plus, you nerds. That's right. I'll never get um, Disney Plus. Not as long as I live. What if you really want to watch... Uh, an old Don Knotts Disney movie, and it's the only place to watch it. I don't. You want to watch it? You like? You're like, man. I just got such a craving to watch the Apple Dumpling Gang. No, I got enough of that as a kid. They showed that shit okay. on TV so much. I have had. Yeah. I am sick of apples and dumplings and gangs. All right. Okay. Well. Thank you for I, asking. I'm glad this recorded because if. Hey, maybe we should revisit those old Don Knotts comedies. <laughs> I'm gonna play this clip, and you're gonna look like a fucking asshole. No, you don't. You don't control the audio. I actually uh, record all of our conversations, whether they be a podcast or otherwise, just for insurance. That would be really funny. You just have like all these like external hard drives full of these like raw audio recordings, just stored in yes. your closet. That'd be amazing. Yes. This entire time, you're difficult relationship with technology was just a, a put on yeah, absolutely if only <laughs> <laughs> all right well so let's you get anything, to the meat in. of the issue here yeah and the predator is becoming the prey prey do you think that's the reference to the predator becoming the prey i don't think it is i think it's just like what can we call this no i think they're just yeah they're just giving it a fresh title yeah, it's surprising to me that it hasn't come up in one of the other sequels. Like, like why wasn't Predator 2 called, like, Predator 2 colon Prey, you know? Yeah. Okay, so this is an interesting franchise because it the, this is the fifth movie, or the fifth least standalone movie, if you don't count the Alien versus Predators. If you do that, then it's the seventh movie in a franchise where really there's only one movie that everybody agrees is good. Um, Which is a totally incorrect opinion. I agree. I mean, I know you like... I'm not going to try and take up too much time here, but Predator 2 is on par with the original 
in every you have, way. You have even said that it is better than the original. I which think that in is some a, ways it is. I think there's a handful of clunky elements to the original Predator, yeah. even though it was a fresh concept and a unique presentation and all that. But I think Predator 2 took everything of value from the original and built upon it. In fact, all of the the lore and the mythology that people uh, repeat ad nauseum to this day, it all came from Predator 2. It didn't come from the original. Uh, yes. That, so that, I'd that, argue that, that even regardless of your preference between the two movies, Predator 2 is more important than the original. I will say you're wrong. I'd like Predator 2 a lot. I don't think it's nearly as good as the first one. I think I do. I'll say this. I think if it was a standalone movie, if it had come out, if there hadn't been the original Predator, if this was the first Predator, people would like it a lot more because they wouldn't be holding it up to um, the first one. Just because it's so stylistically and tonally different and a lot goofier. And well, like, hold on. So you're t- saying yeah. if you took away the original Predator. Right. It would slide into that slot perfectly. What, what, what you, you're, what you just slot? said to me was it's as good as the original. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying people would like it more. I don't. I'm not saying people would like it as much as the original, if the original didn't exist. I'm saying I don't think it would get the flack that it does. I but I don't think it would be praised as highly as the original currently is. I don't even know what flack it gets. There's no, no criticism you can level against it. It has everything you could possibly want. Okay, you saying everything has everything they could possibly want doesn't mean there hasn't been criticism and flack leveled against it. I don't know what the criticism is, honestly. You living in like an isolated world of your own creation doesn't mean that there isn't public opinion uh, beyond whatever fantasy you derive while sitting alone in the dark, you know. I'm not alone. On, on, I have Maria on, Conchita on Alonso. On... I have Bill Paxton. I have Gary Busey. I have Danny Glover to keep me company. I have King Willie. Look, what I'm trying to say to you is that I'm very concerned about your current uh, behaviors the way I know you've just been on the dark web on these weird fringe message boards about Predator 2, uh, getting, getting in contact with these creepy characters. I think what you're most worried about is me putting a wig onto my Predator 2 DVD and trying to take it out for ice cream. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up because, you know, that's you and your private life. But since you broached the subject and are also lying about it, I think you need to, you know, get some sort of professional help. If you love it so much, how come you haven't upgraded it to Blu-ray? Well, that's because I'm cheap. If you dislike (laughs) Predator 2 so much, how come your name on this podcast recording says Special Agent Elliot Keyes? Because you made it that. Also, I never said I disliked Predator 2. Now you're manipulating my words for your alt-right incel rants, you know, that that I know you're going to put on the dark web. Did, did you just recently read a, like an article or a Wikipedia about the dark web? Is that what you're bringing it up so much? No, I just like, I just like saying dark web. <laughs> it's fun. I, it my favorite fake. thing at the dark web is that nobody is on it. Like literally yeah. nobody you know is on it. I was like, I, I ordered this stuff off the dark web. Like, <laughs> No, that's the whole point of the dark web is that people can't access it. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like, a, it's like, I like saying it because it sounds... It's the fakest sounding thing in the world. And enough yes. shouting into the microphone. Let's talk about this prey. This looks pretty good. Yeah, and it's it's really playing off of some things that have been portrayed in the comics, which is these period setups, right? What if the Predator fought Native Americans? What if the Predator was in the French Revolution? What if the Predator fought the Knights of the Round Table or uh, Samurai or whatever? And we got glimpses of that kind of in predators we got to see you know predator versus yakuza predator versus uh you know somali pirates predator versus you know russian spetsnaz all that kind of stuff but 
here is it was all modern day it was not it was and it was just like sort of a glimpse right but here we get like a full-on period movie which is i mean one i think stuff like this is always kind of cool where it's hey let's go and put aliens or a science fiction element into the past you know because it's it's much different than what we normally do with science fiction and aliens which is always the present or future uh so that's kind of fun you know you you take an idea like predator which is a very like kind of simple setup right and how do you how do you make a successful sequel to that you know that just doesn't feel like a retread because the this the premise is so straightforward it kind of limits where you can go to it with it it's like well you take the same concept and you transpose it to a different period in time and then people are going to react to it through the lens of a different culture a different worldview a different knowledge about the universe itself so whereas eventually in the predator movies are like it'll be like oh this is an alien this is from outer space that's going to influence how we deal with it those concepts are not going to be present 300 years ago in a you know a native american culture how are how are they going to respond to to this uh, uh, antagonistic presence? Well, and that's the great part is you don't have that perspective of oh we need need to exploit it for its technology and resources we need to capture right. it etc. There's no sort of uh, greater interest. It's literally we just need to survive, right? And so you get that really just simple kind of primal conflict. Um, so this movie is uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who directed 10 Cloverfield Lane. This is his, his only his second movie. That was his first movie as a director. He's done some TV and stuff. And this is his uh, uh, feature-length follow-up. I, I love 10 Cloverfield Lane. It was one of my favorite movies I also that love that movie. It's great. It's a tense thriller of the highest order. However, should we be concerned that a man who shot a movie entirely in a underground bunker will not know how to handle wide open outdoor landscape no i don't think we should be concerned will he be confused by the lack of walls the lack of walls geometric shapes i don't think we have to be concerned about that is he a flat earther probably that's why he's like we had to go go back in time you know like (laughs) i don't want even anyone mentioning a round earth yeah back to when the earth was flat before it got all rounded up yeah i don't think that's a that's a a genuine concern i think if he can do if he can make a a, an inside of a 10 by 10 room interesting he can make a big landscape interesting uh no he he's great thus far so i mean like obviously he caught lightning in a bottle once and he can't do it again we'll have to wait and see but i think we're in good hands based on his his uh freshman outing all right, here's what I love about this thing. There isn't a whole lot that's new here, at least as far as we can see. It's right. a lot of the same. There's something out there. It's hunting us. We need to survive any way we can. We're going to fight it at night. We're going to use speed and ingenuity and all this stuff. We're, we're overmatched by technology and size and strength. All of that same stuff is here. But it looks so fucking cool. I'm like, cool, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see that. What happens after that and what happens after that? On just a visual level, you're right. Like, just, it it looks visceral. It looks, it looks exciting. It looks, it looks well shot. That's, and like you said, it's all these things that's maybe not new other than setting, uh, but still at the same time feels fresh and familiar. You know, it's it doesn't look like a complete rehash. Yeah. Even though, I mean, the basic premise certainly is, uh, at least based on what we've seen thus far, it looks like its own story. And based, and on, based on that, it is my hope, and I try not to hope for things yeah. in movies and set my expectations too much, but in this case, I... I'm hoping that because of the setting and everything, we don't get too much exposition, and it's it's very much like a visual movie versus like right. a ton of well, dialogue I, and 
I think we even like see that kind of set up, you know, and this plays into what we were talking about a moment ago, like how is, you know, an older culture before these modern concepts, how are they going to interpret what's going on? You know, there's a scene of like the ship, you know, kind of breaking through the clouds, the alien ship breaking through the clouds and the main character, uh, she says, the the young Comanche woman says, I saw a vision from the, a a signal from the sky. So obviously the interpretation is not going to, like I said, it's not going to be aliens. It's going to be something else. So therefore you won't need tons of exposition explaining what it is because it'll be like, oh, it's something mystical. It's something, uh, 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 a sign from the gods. It's some sort of, you know, kind of these much older concepts that existed in cultures throughout time. So we all have, regardless of whether or not, you know, you were Comanche or not, you have that kind of collective knowledge of mythology, you know, and that's ingrained into all of us. So we can all easily just kind of like pick up on that and go like, okay, I'm running with it. And I'm wondering too, what is the level of involvement of sort of outside fortices and cultures, right? Because you see there's a, a shot there of like um, like trappers and hunters with their, their yes, rifles. Yes, like, so it looks like, some, looks like some French trappers. So from what I, to my understanding, based on, I haven't read a ton about this movie. Um, my understanding is that the movie is almost virtually an entire na- entirely Native American cast with the exception of, yeah, the fur trappers and a little bit of other things here. It, I also read that Obviously, this trailer that we just watched is in English, but there is going to be a com- a, com- uh, uh, a version that's completely in the Comanche language, and it's the first movie to be uh, done entirely in Comanche. Now, I don't know if that means that they took did like two takes um, and did one take in English and one take in Comanche in like a movie, uh, like a uh, I don't know if you saw Contiki, but it was a movie that with two versions were shot. Like they would do a take in English and they do a take in Norwegian. I don't know if it's going to be like that, or if it is um, just uh, they're going. If there's going to be a Comanche dub uh, version available, I'm not sure. Yeah, none of but, the interviews and the information available was really c- like totally clear about that. I think it's still right. kind of up in the air, like what they actually meant. Right. But that's still really cool, and I think that yes. helps elevate this. Because now going back, I think like, wow, what if? Um, you know, what if the original Predator was all, like, South American? What if that had come from, like, you know, say, uh, uh, like, Nacho Vigolando uh, directed it and and had an entirely uh, South American cast? Like, what would that right. have done for the, like, the overall, like, vibe and kind of aura and presentation of the movie? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I, one of, I think one of the, you know, if you take a movie like Apocalypto, one of the strong points is that it is... Uh, it is not, it's not in English and we're hearing these people speak their, their native language. Um, obviously movies aren't real and you know, it's an easy suspension of disbelief that I can, I can make two and two like, Oh, when they're speaking English, they're not actually speaking English. They're speaking Comanche the same way in Schindler's list. Like they're speaking German, even though it's, you know, there's the actors are speaking English. That's not a big stretch, but it does provide another, layer and i that would be personally would have been my preference to that if that was the only version you know is the comanche version yeah it really does help transport you to another world which is kind of the point of movies right you're you're telling these stories within these these worlds that either you know are side by side with our own or kind of exist on a completely different plane but it 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 helps you immerse yourself i mean i think it's the same with uh, like a regional movie, right? When they these movies that are set in like New York and Boston, and everyone's got these heavy accents and these different customs and the different way they dress and and live and everything, right? It, it's mm-hmm. it's all part of the immersive experience. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, that's exciting to see how. However, however that's done, I'm I'm all I'm all on board and, and in favor and and excited that that's happening. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. It just there's something that feels different about this. This, even though, like we said, it's the same kind of setup. One thing I'm excited about is, you know, this is directed by Dan Trachtenberg, and this is his second movie, his first movie. 
uh, featured a strong female lead. This clears to be appears certainly appears to be featuring a strong female lead. But what I really liked about Ten Cloverfield Lane is that in that movie they didn't fall into the James Cameron tra- trap of oh, how do we make a female strong? We make her hyper-masculine, as if the only way that a woman could be equal to a man is if they behave like a very stereotypical tough guy, you know? Sure. So that 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 notion right there, one, is just kind of refreshing to see in portrayed in cinema, period, but also in terms of how are we going to get a different movie from the original? Well, we're not going to have, hopefully the lead of this movie just acting like a female Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? Well, that's and... the, that's the funny part. And I sort of, I tried to avoid reading like the comments under the, the trailers and things like that, because it's always the same stupid reaction of like, Ooh, that person could never beat a predator. That's not believable. Right. Blah, blah. It's like, bro, like, did you even see the original? The, right. the whole point was that, you couldn't beat the predator with guns and traditional weaponry and he had to resort to guerrilla tactics and being clever and outsmarting the predator. It it had nothing to do with his strength or his resources. Yeah. When he goes one-on-one with the predator, like even in their fist fight, he's like, he's going to die, you know? In fact, there's a bit of trivia about that where uh, the original script was like Arnold taking on the predator hand to hand and winning and Arnold was mm-hmm. like that's not believable this thing's like right. 10 feet tall and like an alien like rewrite this shit yeah and so we if, without Arnold being involved we wouldn't have gotten the movie we got so it's so important to remember right. that and that's all defend uh, Adrian Brody all day long cuz I think his turn in Predators uh and same with Danny Glover I think it worked because they were able to show off the fact that it, it it's not strength and and brawn and muscles that gets it done against uh, an adversary like this it's smarts and intelligence and you know getting creative with your uh, environment and surroundings and that's exciting yeah this director knows how to handle uh, suspense and thrills and i think we're going to get some really tense exciting moments especially in you know i watched this trailer originally on my phone and i was sort of ho hum then I put mm-hmm. it on a bigger screen and I was like, oh shit. And so uh, to your point about uh, the movie theater experience, like now I'm I'm definitely on board with, I wish this was being released in the theaters. And maybe if it gets to streaming numbers uh, in its first week or something, they'll do like right. a limited release. But Right. Because this movie is going straight to Hulu, which I don't know. I, I think some people kind of think still have this notion like, oh, that's a bad sign. Why aren't they releasing it into the theaters? Which, once again, I, my preference would to be would be to see it in a theater. But I think at this point, we can't just assume that if a movie goes straight to streaming, it's because it's not good. There's lots of these streaming companies are making like really quality movies. Uh, Coen Brothers are making all their movies streaming now because they have more freedom in streaming. You know, it's not necessarily indi- an indicator that this is going to be like a, a throwaway movie or it's, they're they're just dumping it here, which is something that would probably would have been true in the past. But I don't think that's something you can uh, count on anymore these days. Twentieth uh, Century Fox, which is now owned by Disney, like apparently their their whole like business model is to put like 80% of their movies directly to Hulu now and just have a handful of huge tent poles go to the theater. Uh, how long that business model is going to last, I don't know, but that's for their current slate of fil- of upcoming films is what I read somewhere. Well, that's a darn shame because I was just now starting to kind of get back into going to the theater, but uh, we can always find somebody with a projector that bridges the gap a little bit. Okay, but speaking of, of visuals, you know, and, and what you see on the screen, what do you think of the the design of the this new design of the Predator itself? I'm always into variations of the Predator. I love the look of the Predators in Predators with the mm-hmm. sort of uh, black masks with the jawbones attached. Yeah, I think those are so cool. The makeup design leaves a little bit to be desired, but in Predators, yeah. Yeah, going all the way back to Predator Two when they're on the the scene on the Predator ship where all the different styled Predators show up, that's so right. exciting and just mesmerizing. 
And so I'm totally okay with seeing, obviously this is a different time in a different place. So that predator style is going to kind of have a foundation of familiar elements, but you know, bringing something different to the table to kind of connotate a different technology and a different right. period in the predator uh, culture. Here's the thing. I love seeing like visual cues like that. I don't want anyone to explain a goddamn thing to me. If I hear one word of exposition about it, I'm done. I right. I don't want it explained. I don't need an explanation. I don't need to know the fucking how predators reproduce. I don't need to know what their number system is. I can understand based like when the predator bomb, you know, thing is about to go off, you can tell it's a countdown by the sound. I don't need to right. know what each individual number is. I mean, that, that's one of the beauties of the first one, the closest thing to exposition that we get about how the Predator, like, operates is when Dutch says, like, he's covered in mud and he goes, like, oh, it couldn't see me. Yeah. You know? And that's more of a, that's almost, I mean, that's for the audience, but it's also for him, too. He's like, I just figured something out. Yeah, he just you cracked know? the code. Or, like, so those, scenes, not... those scenes where he's like, if it can see our tripwires, maybe it can't right. see this. Right. And like that, that is not like, that is so rudimentary in terms of exposition. It is totally fine. It's not someone like, oh, I'm analyzing its uh, DNA from the sample of blood it has. And then I just determined that the only way to defeat the predator is with a combination of, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's there not There is a overly... caveat here, though. I will put yeah. a big asterisk. In favor of Predator 2, because when Gary Busey is spouting expository dialogue about the Predator, it is the best. And I'll take that uh, any day of the week. <laughs> well, here's what also I think works about that in that movie. It's like, here are these guys, like, the, like what's their whole angle, right? They're like, we're experts. You don't, you're out of your element, Danny Glover. Like, you know, it's the whole thing about, like, you don't beat them with weapons. You don't beat them with brawn. They've come in. They think they've figured out the Predator, right? Uh, so they're like, oh, he can't see an ultraviolet, so we have ultraviolet suits that emit ultraviolet rays, you know? This is how, how we're going to be uh, able to defeat him. However, this alien that has far more technologically advanced just is like, oh, yeah, I just have a button on my helmet that can make me see ultraviolet. So their exposition is not just exposition to explain how the Predator works, but it's setting up their downfall and their arrogance and their hubris about how they're going to defeat the Predator. So if we didn't have that moment of him talking about that, him and his team getting wiped out wouldn't be as satisfying. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a, great, a great setup to that. I mean, exposition is not inherently bad. No. It's 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 bad when we get told things that we don't need to know because they're worried that people are going to be confused or uh, have have too many questions, or when it's just presented in a way that doesn't serve the plot other than exposition. You know, well, it's, it's like when a it's like when two characters are telling each other something that they already know. And it uh, the the great the truly great exposition just adds to the atmosphere, right? right. In, in the original Predator, when Anna is starts you know speaking in English to the soldiers, and she says, uh, "The women used to cross themselves and talk about the demon who makes trophies of men." Right. Like, that's great. That that yeah. adds to the vibe and the mood of the film. It does. It isn't like, oh, good. Well, that's some great trivia. Let me add that to my fucking history book on the predator like no it's it's adding to the the feeling you get it's part of the emotional experience and i think that's if we get exposition i think that's the type we'll get in this movie very based on the fact that like how are these characters set in this time period you know in this part of the world how are they going to be reacting to this uh seemingly uh unearthly in you know like yeah an invisible hunter from the skies right exactly this is not like oh i can i can i can ground this in anything else i physically know and can touch you know uh there's not going to be the explanations of oh it operates via you know telekinetic waves on uh electromagnetic static fields like that's not going to be happening we're not going to get anything like that uh 
unless there's like some sort of weird time travel element, which I certainly hope there is not. <laughs> no, they're, the, it's going to go as far as, can we shoot an arrow into its skin? <laughs> I, I want to talk about my least favorite thing, though, in the, in the entire trailer, oh. which is the tagline, they hunt to live, it lives to hunt. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Uh, it is what it is. I'm just glad yeah. the movie isn't called the Predator Resurrection or some shit like that. Yeah, or Predator like <laughs> I'll take what I can get. A bad, bad tagline or... is is I'm indifferent. I guess. I mean, yeah. To, I mean, most taglines are bad. It's just like I don't know. It's just like I. I think the first time I watched the trailer, I didn't even read the tagline, and the second time I was just like, "Oh my god." Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like it has some kind of agenda. Yeah. It's like, by the way, hunting know. for food is fine. But that's literally the only uh, the only aspect I, that I was not stoked on. I like the Predator's look as well. I, I'm with you on how that uh, the little differences here and there, uh, you know, and the, the way they appear and represent themselves is cool. But I particularly like this one because while it's the same function you know and same basic design in terms of it's like armor and mask and all that stuff it is quite different like you said where this movie takes place 300 years ago so even though this is some sort of advanced alien technology that's been traveling space for hundreds of years that doesn't mean that their technology is going to like tap out and not going to get better over time or that they're going to have the same exact style for 300 years uh this one looks a lot more unique I don't want to say unique because the first one's unique, but it looks different without being gratuitously so. It looks like the differences serve a purpose to represent that this is uh, a different alien from a different time period. And it looks like a lot of thought was put into how are we going to change it, but not just change it for the sake of changing it. Yeah, and not necessarily make it like an over-the-top you know, sort of wild gimmick, like, oh, it looks like, um, I don't know, the mask is made out of wood or some, some something right. silly like that. Right. Which obviously would not happen because they're flying around in spaceships, but I couldn't think of a better example. The only thing I'm really bummed about is at the end, you get the shots at night of the, the main character visibly battling the Predator, and she's mm-hmm. got the uh, the Predator blood painted on her face. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, As, like, war paint or something, yeah. Yeah, which is super cool. I would have loved to have not seen that until watching the movie. Sure. So, but it is pretty incredible. Even though we've seen that, I hope my hope is that, like, when we get the prep scene, you know, like, we had the prep scene of Arnold getting ready to fight for his final battle with the Predator, that, like, that will just get you pumped up, and you won't care that you, you know, you saw that little tidbit uh, prior... I don't know, I'm pretty stoked on this. I I like wilderness survival movies. I like alien movies. I like predators. Sign me up. Oh, anything where someone is shooting an arrow or throwing a hatchet into a tree to test the effectiveness of it. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking in. <laughs> yeah, Let's totally. You remember, Make we, it... we were at that cabin together for your birthday. As soon uh-huh. as I found, I can't remember if I brought a hatchet or if there is a hatchet already there. As soon as oh, it was time to start a fire, I was dragging wood out of the forest and chopping that shit up with a hatchet like I was yeah. in my own Predator movie. Yeah, absolutely. What? Have you seen the movie poster for this movie? Uh, no. Well, if you didn't like uh, <laughs> that little clip from the trailer, imagine the Avatar poster but with green alien blood for the face instead of a blue face. This is no good. This is a, this is a bad poster. This is no like good. is objectively this is a bad poster. But you know, like that's that's a, it's something else. Which know? is uh, it's it's extra crazy to me because even the trailer alone has so many incredible shots. You could literally just take something from the movie. Yeah, and, and you know, use looking it. at looking at a close up of this new alien mask, it almost looks like it's made out of bone or something. Oh. Here we go. But I, I don't think it is. Don't ruin this for me by scrutinizing it so closely. 
Sorry, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I will say on this movie poster, uh, there's an interesting little tidbit here where the blood is actually in the shape of a bat. So is this a shared universe? No, no, <laughs> there's actually a was a teaser poster before this, which is much better, which is just the lead character, you know, kind of in this like foggy forest with a bow and arrow and then in the distance behind her is the the silhouette of the predator with just the yeah, glowing the red, red eye glowing. yeah i'm looking at that one that one's pretty that good. is much much better that's a that's a solid poster i mean it's not amazing or anything but it's no, solid it's much better than than the face one you know but uh, lots of movies have bad posters i think there was a period of time between i think like 2004 and 2012 where virtually every movie poster was atrocious. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's it's getting to be a new kind of worse with streaming, like the thumbnails that they use. Right, where there's not even a poster or anything. It's just like a clip from the movie. Yeah, or it's just like the most generic image and, and sort of title treatment you've ever seen. And it's just it's right. a whole lot of... And it's so much to just sit through and like, it makes my eyes exhausted to look at it. Yeah. Right? There's not much you can do about that. Absolutely not. Well, what about anything else on this you got to say on... Sounds uh, like we're both pretty sold on Prey, and that's why we're going to close it out with the top of the food chain, the man beast himself, seven feet, 500 pounds, made of indestructible animal hide. It's time to hear from the rhino. Oh, boy. So when I watched the trailer, the bear, I, off the bat, the bear looks horrible. I don't know why they put that bear in there. It doesn't look good. Hold on a second. How did you watch the trailer? Were you on a computer, watched, a phone, I was on a TV? computer. Is it like a big monitor or a laptop? It's a big what? enough monitor. It's big enough in my face where it's like, okay. Okay. I don't watch a lot of trailers on my phone for the fact that it's tiny and my phone's cracked. But... <laughs> It's tiny. And even if it wasn't correct, you know what I mean? It's tiny. And I don't like watching um, unless I need, you know, whatever. But I'd rather watch it on my computer or on my TV. And now now that you can watch YouTube on your TV, I like watching stuff on my TV. But um, I watched it on this. So right away, you had a problem with the bear. The bear threw me kind of off because I was like, oh, like, is this going to be a cheap movie? Which is not a problem because the first one wasn't crazy, you know? I think they did. It was like um, it was just well done where it, it worked. I think most I of think the budget went to the, the actors. It. Yeah, like yeah. And they had some, this movie reminded me of the first one, kind of like that whole like uh, you know one per, one versus one kind of thing, which is cool. Um, it gave me oh my god, what's that movie? Uh, the Rev- Revenant. It gave me that kind of look. Like so, this is revenue trying to survive. Predator. Yes, it was. It gave me that look where it was trying to survive, and that's the bear. Predator's the bear, and that's and he, she's trying to you know trying to make it out. Or is the so predator that cool. closer to the mythical Wendigo or Yeti? Maybe no, it's right in her face. Oh, okay, so no, it's right there. Okay, it's about the killer, <laughs> and, and that was and so I'm interested in. The bear gets killed off. He it picks up the bear. Yeah, Obviously, right away, the bear gets gorilla press slammed. Destroyed. Yeah, Just it's destroyed. not coming back. It ain't coming back. It's done. Obviously, the predator knew she was there, or this or this predator fucking sucks, right? Because that's the whole point. They, they hunt, so he would come to that to, you know, because it's 300 years back in, in the past. I would think they're coming to hunt, you know, that's because that's how they hone their skills, whatever. So obviously she's chosen. That's what I get from it really quick. I hope it's not cheaply made where it's like, oh man, it kind of takes you out of the movie, but it's a really cool concept. An apocalypto. I get a little apocalypto in there. So Elliot and I were talking earlier about how the director is the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes. Did you see that movie? I did not. I know a lot about it, and, I, and the fact that it was made before it was even called Cloverfield Lane, so it has nothing to do with Cloverfield Lane. So the movie itself should speak for the director, because he wasn't under the, the pretense that it was going to be Cloverfield Lane. You know, oh, and it does. It after the- they could have called it um, Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers, and it was exactly. still be an effective thriller. It's very so good. I, 
I know the ending is Cloverfield. That's the only thing that's like, oh, we need to throw that in there was the end. No, the ending is fucking awesome too. So that's that's the Cloverfield part. That's where they're like, well, we need a cool part ending, and that was it. Yeah. But the movie, other than that, the movie is him. So that so if you're telling me it's a good movie, this could be good. But can I just say, I just watched uh, Ninja Turtles um, out of the shadows tonight for family movie night. And that director, who's David Green, and I know that because oh, David fucking, Gordon Green, yeah, his name's Green, and it's crazy that he made that. And his name's Green, but he also directed the Spider-Man movies. I didn't like this one. I like the character they brought into it, but I didn't like it. So, director can. I'm just saying, director. Wait, which one miss. is is that? The one with Bebop and Rocksteady? Yes. Yes, it has all the best characters, and then nothing gets done with any of them. And it's like I don't, you know, and who knows? I don't know the whole politics into movies, but wow. Oh, so no, it's not David Gordon Green; it's Dave Green. Oh, Dave Green. Well, whatever, Dave Green. I've never heard of that guy. Okay, well, he did uh, Earth to Echo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the uh, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three. He's doing Wally Coyote. That's his next movie. Anyways, with John Cena. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. My son is into John Cena right now. Um, but anyways, Prey, I hope it's not cheaply done, which I can see. it. I don't think it's going to take a lot because it's, you know, in the boonies. And I mean, all they got to do is the camouflage stuff, right? And all they got to do is like tinfoil and get reflection. We're good. <laughs> so <laughs> they better be using practical effects, dude. <laughs> Don't bust out the tin for. <laughs> um, so, how closely did you look at the trailer? Like, did you catch the predator mask design? Did you notice that? I did. I did. Well, I did read. I did a lot of stuff after. You know, I don't. Uh, uh, I looked into it, and I did see some of the mask stuff, the new stuff. I mean, that's all fine. But if the like, dude, because. This is the fifth movie in the Predator line. It was going to be a sequel to Predators, but then they scrapped it because the Predator sucked. Or which one? Which is the last one that came out? Uh, the Predator. Okay, so there was supposed to be a sequel for that, but they scrapped it for that. Anyways, so I don't know, man. It it could be good. I hope it's good. Yeah, I, I love that it's, it's a, it starts off. This is a standalone. They can um, set it up for whatever else they want, but ultimately... This could just be a standalone movie. It can have a beginning and it can have an end and there doesn't need to continue anything else. And we can jump around from time period to time period doing whatever we want. Wow, that'd be a fucking awesome concept that they just go to different, oh man, 300 is next and he's just fighting a bunch of 300 dudes. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Or what about uh, Predator versus Joan of Arc? 300 and like a lot of the 300 dudes. Awesome. I don't know about Jonah Mark. No, because they're going to bring religion into all this. And no, that's topics. perfect. What, no, what do you mean? No, 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 no. You don't think, you know, that, I did see, you don't think that you know, in a movie with, featuring Native Americans, when they see something from come down from the sky and like an invisible creature hunting them from the forest, you don't think there's going to be a spiritual aspect or interpretation to that? Oh, for sure. I, I mean, and, and I guess that movie gives it kind of a tone that that's kind of how that's happening because she's ready. She's ready. Yeah. So then, if you, you had know? Joan of Arc, she would be like, "Wow, the uh, the devil has sent one of its warriors against me, the chosen sword of God, to challenge me." That would be awesome. Joan of Arc is cool, man. You need to read a fucking book. Oh, I do, I do, but I'm not. I'll send you. So, I'll send you a link to a documentary. Yeah, that's what I'll say. YouTube me, dude. YouTube it, and it's Hulu, right? That's yeah. It's going straight to Hulu. Straight to Hulu. Oh, so is that how the Disney's doing it? They'll claim it, but they'll play it on Hulu, so you can't play it on Disney. Yeah, Elliot. You know. Elliot said earlier that uh, the 20th Century Fox model currently for their, their big slate of films is to send everything to streaming or like 80% of the movies. I mean, it cuts out AMC and all that. Yeah, I guess. So, which is a good thing. I would see this in the theater, though. This is a very nice-looking movie. No, it's not. What do you mean? The bear sucked. 
No, man. I don't know where you watched it or watch maybe it you again. watched it on 720p resolution or some shit. You should watch it again. Okay, I will. I will you do. Son of a, because I watched it on it, my phone. The bear, I watched the bear it on did my, not look good. On my the TV. The bear did not look good. So I'm afraid that anything that... Well, I watched it on someone cool else's like, TV that had like a bunch of motion smoothing on and like the fucking like resolution was off and it looked like crap and i was like that doesn't even look like the same trailer that i watched at home this is crazy oh man no but it was the settings it was the hardware it was not the movie Mm. the movie Mm. looks nice looks real nice (sighs) there's all kinds of awesome shots did you clock the shot where the main character is she's all like in the mud well yeah she's in the mud but then there's one where she's uh She's got the predator blood like smeared on her, like like the three lines Why of would you predator do that? blood. Three lines. Oh oh oh! When he like he like yeah, she, wipes like on she, his face. She like took the blood and like went to like. Oh, interesting. No, I didn't see that. Fucking make the predator piss his pants. Oh, and then there's like a, a fan made movie called, um, which is kind of the same concept that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, did you see it? I didn't see it. I was gonna no. watch that. But. I hate fan films. Some are pretty good. The no, Robocop remake is I good. watched all the Friday the 13th fan films. They're all fucking stupid. Mm, They're so terrible. No. How much can you do that? The one in the snow. Didn't see it, but I wouldn't want to watch terrible. it. terrible. The Punisher one? Have you seen the Punisher one? That's different. Dude. What? what what's a movie that you think looks like a quote unquote real movie? Fucking Kingsman. <laughs> It's so stylized and so like all the camera, even the camera like moves and everything. Everything's so stylized. Like that's a movie. This, I'm not saying this isn't, it just for being a Predator movie and they're saying this hopefully puts out a franchise. Doesn't look, they put like a lot of money into it. Who said anything about it turning into a franchise? That's what they want this to turn into. They'll just continue with the Native American story? No, I don't know what. No, that I mean, I mean, no. They just hopefully it, it keep. I mean, Predators is a franchise that makes them money. They just hopefully to keep that alive, and like you say, this can be a one-off and it works. I just hope it, it doesn't look cheap, because that would suck. The it's just man, the really that's the bear took me out because it didn't look good. I hope it's like a. Uh, Per, you know, it's on its way to get better because it That's didn't look good. So wild to me, like with all of the. Uh, do I really have to images, see? It? Hold on, dude. Hold on. Do I really need to watch it again? Is this what you're telling me? With all I of was... the incredible images in that. If trailer, you're having, I didn't even think twice about the bear. I mean, this is. You want my reaction to it? That's what I was like. Oh, once I saw that, I was like, oh, we're can like. I've seen movies like where there where it's a cool uh, franchise that they just like it's like like Cloverfield. I'm sure it's like Cloverfield, where and that's funny that he is a director. Of this oh my god, that bear looks awful. Are you kidding me, dude? When it's eating the the thing, all right. The bear chasing hair looks awful. It that scene is probably like twenty seconds of the whole movie. No, she's being chased. She's being chased. There's she's going through the beaver dam. It's destroying the beaver dam. Oh, when it falls behind her, it doesn't look. Oh my god, it doesn't look good. What resolution are you watching it at? Click the I little the little gear. I'm icon. looking. I'm looking. 1080. It claims 1080p HD. It claims. Can yes. you go any higher? No, that's the highest. Hmm. Oh, and I'm on auto. So let me see what I put it on 1080p. I mean auto. It should be go. It should straight go to 1080p. Well, that yeah, all no, depends dude. on your internet. This is, looks pretty good, dude. Hmm. Not going to lie. What did you just say? You said it looks pretty good. I see you yeah. turned a corner. Excellent. Yeah, the resolution looks pretty good. <laughs> the grass looks nice. It looks like real grass. I like that scene where where uh, the guy brings her down in the field. Yeah. And then the, like, the, like, the targets hit him. But I feel like he would have died. He should have been dead. Yeah, he's probably going to die. Well, he's going to die, obviously. She's going to be left alone to fight But they're not going to kill him on the first buzz. Like, they're going to create some suspense. Ooh, and I do like that the slingshot back in, or that boomerang tomahawk she got going on. 
okay, okay. And then the whole war scene. And then there's like a panther in a tree. Oh, when he chopped off the arm. Oh, and he got the mud. He got that shield. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the hunters and trapper, like the fur trapper guys, come into play with their rifles and stuff. Oh, that's the apocalypto part I was talking about. I felt that. Once I saw that, I was like, ooh, it's when the white men show up. But was that part of Apocalypto? Oh, you've never seen Apocalypto? No. Oh, you need to watch it, bro. Mel Gibson's a fucking insane person. Do you th- so you think the Predator is going to be hunting any other animals? Like maybe it'll fight some wolves or... Like so either... Bee- you said there's a beaver dam. You think it'll run afoul of a, like a squad of beavers? Uh, if it found beavers, I guess. Be, to be defenseless... If it is defenseless against beavers, I guess if it's made out of wood. Yeah, if he's Groot. It is Disney. Oh no, what if Guardians of the Galaxy pops up? They could do that. They definitely won't. They could do that, dude. They could, um, but... I feel like either Predator is showing up for the first time on Earth, so everything's new, or... Well, that's a, okay, that's an interesting thing to bring up. Do you Do you think this is the first... Like we're we're gonna ignore the alien versus predator, like the aliens helped the Mayans build their temples, kind of thing. Well, I guess because predators, oh, that they're the aliens that we know. Yeah. Because well, because I mean, and what predators? The one with uh, the guy with the big nose. Um, but Adrian Brody. Yes, they collected people to hunt. Because people were yeah, they kidnapped different you know quote unquote right. warriors and then dropped them in a game preserve to hunt to hunt. Okay, but that was so in the modern. That was in the modern time. Yeah. This being three hundred years in the past could be the start of this, where they meet humans and they're like, "Oh shit, these humans are kind of badass." We but do you to... think this is the first trip to Earth? They did. They had. You gone. know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, yes. They didn't go to ancient Greece. They didn't go to the the Crusades. They didn't no. go to any of that. Not yet. They can do. I mean, it's it's all you know. They can do time travel, so I'm sure they they can do time travel. I'm sure they can. You think Why not? So? I. Has has none of these universes gone back in time? No, I don't think they time travel. They just travel through space. They just been alive that long. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, right, like at the end of show... Predator Two, when he, the the elder Predator throws oh, all the Predator. Yeah, he throws Danny Glover that pistol, and it says like seventeen seventy six. Oh, that's right. And that was his trophy. But he was one of the older Predators, and the predator that Danny Glover was fighting was like a young one. Interesting. Does that have any cross with this movie? Like the pistol? Is that the same around the same time? Well, I don't know. I don't know what. No, I don't think so. Years? No. No, I think hmm. this is prior. Interesting. So I mean, so yeah, that, I mean that is the. I feel then that could be it. I feel like because if t- well, I mean they cannot care about any of these other movies and do whatever they want but if you're going to keep it in I feel like that's this is the first time they meet I don't know interesting I wonder how they'll do it yeah still looks cheap though alright guys that just about does it for this edition of knee jerk reactions remember as always there are no garbage movies only garbage opinions and until next time the dumpster is closed Dylan! You son of a bitch!